0: You're tuned in to Find Your Flow, a podcast about rising from the tough stuff and taking back your life. I'm Kristen Cho, and I know what it's like to believe you have failed so badly that you're officially out of time, ideas, and support. I also know what it feels like to finally shut that shit down. I started this podcast for women like me who were ready to quit quitting on themselves, because I believe that no matter what you've been through, you still get to show up and bring your dream to life. And I'm going to help you do it. I'm going to tell you to stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and find your own flow. I'm going to support you as you overcome everything that holds you back and show you how to design life rhythms that keep you growing. Mostly, I'm going to encourage you to take back your power and just be unapologetically you. My intention is to help you see beyond the things that stand between you and your vision so you can wholeheartedly heal, recover, and reclaim your life. It's a great day for a comeback. Let's get to it. All right, everybody. We have made it to quest four. And this is the one that the other three all come down to. This is what you're doing it all for. Quest one was about remembering your magic and getting back to that space where you trusted yourself and you knew what was going on and you had things to call upon to make shit happen in your life. This is a good, good place. Number two is about alchemizing the mess and taking charge of what's going on in your life and seeing shortcomings and failures and mess ups as opportunities to turn actual lead into gold. Okay. Number three was about designing a new vision, taking all of that magic and all of that, that happening And looking forward and deciding a new way is necessary. And you can see it and you can feel it and you can taste it. And today we're going to talk about taking all of that and just really running forward with it in the form of reclaiming our actual life. Because none of that is fully sustainable unless we do this part. And I'm going to tell you why. So if you have not yet listened to the episodes before this, numbers um 11 12 and 13 will take you through those quests and i want you to go back to them because today as cool as it could be on its own it just is that much better on the heels of the setup of those three processes they are in fact processes all their own Um, if you must listen today just make a note to go back But understand that I'm going to reference some stuff that's broken down in more detail there. And I get it. We don't all have the time. So I'll do my best to do recaps. But um, I just wanted you to know I'm going to fly through this in a way. um, Because there's way much, uh, way much, so much more than what I've got to say here in just the time we're going to spend on this one quest. Well, we're talking about reclaiming our life. And that in itself is a loaded ass statement. To reclaim your entire life. So first, what does it mean to reclaim? Why do we want to reclaim? And in my, my quick definition here, I'm just saying it's, it's taking back something. It's reasserting a right over something. So reclamation, reclaiming, those are big words that are often surrounding big topics and big movements. And I'm sorry, but your life is pretty fucking big. So own this word for all it's worth in this moment and understand that your life your one single spin around the universe here, okay, is worth a full-on reclamation. Now, a lot of us don't even understand that we have had this taken away. We probably feel like life is pretty darn okay. While there are a lot of us who are downright oppressed right now, living in a state that they feel life could have been a million times better. And in both cases, the question of why we can, why we need to reclaim and if we even could can cause a lot of heavy conversations. So while I won't get into the depths of that, I do want to preface all of this by saying if you are in a, a position of privilege right now, okay, you likely have the opportunity to step into a reclamation role a lot easier easier than um, your BIPOC friends and family. Um, You probably have uh, access to things that will allow you to engage in these practices. Um, I myself, I understand the privilege and the space that I occupy. And so as I go through this, I am desperate to make this a conversation that doesn't just center proximity um, to things that doesn't just center objects and items and resources, but inner work because that inner space really is ours to take hold of. Um, so friends, specifically white women, white, cis, hetero women, you know, just take, take a minute to just understand that your space is different than that of your BIPOC friends and this claim um, that we can reclaim our life Um is probably a lot easier for us to embrace. Now, I'm not going to even pretend to know where my friends of color stand on this, but to speak to you directly right now, if you're listening, I just want you to know, as I said just now, I am hoping to touch on places that are deep within that while the systems that we are part of right now have supported the pain that you have felt there, um, I would hope to become a voice that reminds you of work that you're likely already doing to hold peace there and find rest amidst the systems that oppress you and have. And so I hope to be a voice that is supportive in the sense that I am not going to tell you that Starbucks and a yoga session are gonna fix you. I would never want to assert that just finding more privilege will make life easier. But I do wanna remind you that I believe we all have this innate ability to get back to what fucking matters. And no matter what the world has taken from you and no matter what systems still take from you, there is a place that you can retreat to. And so from human to human in this sense, from a human that's learning to take take responsibility for her part in this and see where she has likely caused a lot of harm, even if it was, you know, unbeknownst to her, like just stepping back into a role of reclamation, like it includes me facing those things. And so with that, I have to honor the fact that it's, it is very possible it could be more difficult for my friends of color to do this work. And yet, I still feel the call to remind you that there is a place in you that's untouchable plain and simple. And, um, I want to help meet you there. So again, it's human to human though. We have been through very different lifetimes and our existences even currently are very different. I hold the most respect for this space right now. Um, and I'm going to do my best to speak to everyone and, uh, anything that I find and hear from others that, maybe crosses a line or doesn't really support that, I will um I will gladly uh supplement in the the show notes and and address and um hold me accountable definitely and um call me into the work so if if it comes to that definitely please so why are we reclaiming our lives again it's because there has been power taken there has been power an act of absolute violation on the power that we hold. Now, a lot of people have given that power away, and a lot of people have had it downright stolen from them. And then it could have been done through manipulative tactics and it could have been very covert. But the fact is, is that we have given a lot of our power away. So I'm speaking predominantly to women right now. And if you are a woman, um, if you have carried the female identity since birth, that's what you were assigned at birth. If you have transitioned, if you're in the, in some form of that, um, but predominantly women and the and the people who are experiencing what it is to embrace that the the female identity and in, in whatever process that you're in, whatever stage of that you're in, I feel there are so many ways that we specifically have had our power taken, and. I'm going to list a few of them and we can dance around these a little bit. I this will not be an exhaustive list, but I just want to kind of like throw hands out there to see, you know, who can who can resonate with this. Because a lot of in a lot of ways that we've lost ourselves, culture and identity are a big one, whether it was taken um or lost through imperialism and colonizing, um a lot of our practices and traditions and uh our, our actual identity of like our our homeland our people our our innate um connection to the ancestors in in our specific lineage could have been lost or taken from us for several reasons and it might not have been directly but it could have been that it was taken from our grandparents or our great grandparents and so it was not adequately passed down to us whatever way some parts of us have been lost in that. Um, our autonomy, our freedoms, and our rights, whether this was through chattel slavery or systemic racism that is still existing today, the systems that are still in place that are are doing this through a very <laughs> tactful um, method. There are a lot of people who have lost actual connections to their own power because of these systems and I know that we're in a process of um, revelation and dismantling but the work has still really just begun and so I, I wholly un- embrace that this is still very active and that this is power that so many you know are actually fighting to reclaim right now and it's one form it's one of many forms but it is it is one of the biggest um, another way that we have actually lost Okay, our power that we have lost connection to ourselves is being forced to adhere to these norms that were set by society or by the religious groups that we were part of or by the cultural standards that, you know, that our parents did bring. Um, I can't tell you how many friends I've talked to who have a very thick culture that they came from and a lot of what was beautiful they also felt was very, um, was just drenched in pressure on them and that they weren't able to make certain decisions or speak up for themselves simply because more was expected of them and um, so me coming from just a typical suburban white neighborhood, you know, I didn't have this big, thick culture, but I still experienced a lot that came from society and, um, I just kind of knew what it was to feel the shoulds. Like, I'm a girl, so I should do this. Um, I'm going to be a woman, so I should do that. I mean, how many shoulds came from that? I should get married and have lots of babies and, you know, live in the kitchen, right? So lots of um, the feeling of being forced into things, Um, which brings us just right into the, the patriarchy and just like feeling that capitalism and all of that has this locked women into a certain role, um, where emotions are bad. Our femininity is, is too wishy-washy. It's too emotional. It's too much, um, pressure to perform like men. So like, if you're going to join our team, you got to act like us. Mind you, we are completely different beings, but here we go. And, um, our menstrual cycle, the way that it has been maligned by marketing and advertising, just drenched in shame and how it really has just, um, how it has brought so much wounding to i would say i mean the maiden mother mother and crone but in a lot of ways that i feel like so much of our rites of passage have been stolen and this there's a lot of intersectionality in this too because so much of the the joy for the menstrual cycle and um and culture and tradition can be wrapped up in one and so there are a lot of ways that our power was taken in so se- in several several ways at once in just this strange con- uh, concoction so this is just a few like i said this is not the full on but um i feel like these are pretty large ones in that just about every woman can fall under these umbrellas somehow. Don't even get me started on the way that we're supposed to look and act as women, how aging is is wrong, um just being a, an outspoken woman who who shifts from one role to another, you know, who who cl- reclaims certain parts of her along the way and what that does to the peace that she experiences or to her rights or freedoms. And so there's a lot of areas we can a lot of ways we can go. But I want to keep it um, on these large umbrella terms. I can get into it more like within the container that I have set aside in this group. But it's just amazing to me. How many of us are just sitting around, you know, meeting for dinner, going shopping, um, letting our kids play while we chat on the back porch, or, you know, just taking a stroll with our friends, and we have these conversations about all the things in life, and yet we never touch on this, this thing that really is stirring beneath the surface. And even if we are too, you know, really aware of individuals or, or more in this, in this conversation and yet we can still hold back from having the conversation because it is really difficult even from woman to woman to reclaim your power and to like embody that power to one another. And this, this quest, okay, is not a one-size-fits-all. And I am even willing to bet that it's one that we can't even conquer one time, but it is something that I want on my radar for the rest of my life. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a flicker on the horizon that my ship will constantly reroute toward. Am I in pursuit of my own reclamation? Am I in pursuit of my own freedom again? And by mine, that has to include everyone's. I'm not free unless everyone is free. And so for me to want my wholeness back and my freedoms back and my comfort and my femininity and my strength and power, I have to want that for all of the women around me, for all of the people. But I'm talking to my girls right now. Like I have to want that for everyone who's around me. So reclaiming my life, is about helping others reclaim theirs as well. And being able to reclaim my life, as I probably really clumsily and shittily touched on in the very beginning, like going through that reclamation process must include awareness of the fact that it's likely very easy for me, um, that it's definitely very easy for a large group of women right now and virtually um, seemingly impossible for another group, but if there's one thing we can really all anchor into that might give us hope that it is possible, it's just that in pursuit of just maintaining the status quo, or in having to deal with these these systems, you know, um, not giving in and giving up on ourselves, but just having to go through the fucking motions for our entire lives, it's it's it is a form of self abandonment and so while we can't single-handedly undo the main things that are that are holding us back or you know our friends of color our family um that is still like really drenched in heavily oppressed systems right now, oppressive systems, I'm sorry. While we can't single-handedly undo those, we can spark in those friends and those family members, those people in our community, the reminder that that bit of self-abandonment where they have leaned in when they knew they shouldn't have, when they felt that it wasn't the right move, like they can take those things back, that they can reclaim some ground, And in that, expand and in that, go on to face things a little more stronger, a little more whole. It's the illusion of freedom that came from acting from self-abandonment from having to follow rules for a little bit, from having to step into spaces that they knew were not going to receive them 100%. And so they had to switch a little bit and they had to put on a bit of a show. They had to dress down a little bit. They had to dress up a little bit in order to, and I don't even mean just clothes. I mean, dress up the personality, dress down the intensity, anything like that, in order to best assimilate and be received. And all of it was dimming the fire within you. That self-abandonment allowed you to move into a space and move about and it created an illusion of freedom. I mean, we were still in cages. We just had a little more space, you know? And so this is the thing that really gets me. And if I may speak from the eye a little bit about my own experience, because I never really spoke up about what I truly wanted in life and because I never really claimed who I was, and I get another again this is this is evidence of my privilege that I would even be allowed to say certain things about myself and speak against um, certain things very openly without major repercussion um it forced me to. It forced me to become smaller. It forced me to become bitter. It forced me to become angry and then want to act out. And I would numb those feelings with various substances and various activities and just things that were not healthy. And the key here is they were things that my highest, truest self would not really choose to do, especially in those moments. So On the outside, it looked like I'm making my own decisions and I'm doing what I want. But deep down, I'm a fucking mess because I'm actually not doing anything I want. I'm moving about a cage, okay? So quest four really hinges on first understanding that that is where we are. And there are various reasons why we are all in that space. There are a multitude of reasons that women have had to abandon themselves in one way or another just so they could move freely about this this cage that society has set up for them. And again, just to drive this point home because this is a touchy subject, it's like we're all in different like we're in different cages based on, you know, who we are to society, what we look like, our gender, our skin color, our heritage, our sexual identity, but you name it. So there is an opportunity for everyone to break out of those spaces and it's it all has to start from the inside if we have any chance of doing that. And I want to keep this picture in the forefront because so much of the work of the ones who we know can break out easier is to help the others get out too. You know, whenever you see these, these freeing scenes in the movies and in the stories, it's always like one gets out, they don't just run for their own, they go and they try to get everyone else. And that's what we're supposed to do. So touching on that space deep down inside and understanding that for different reasons, you know, you've been, you've, You've gotten into this situation. Different reasons are going to get you out. But the end goal is the same. Like you aren't fully able to reclaim until you help everyone do the same. Until you understand that that same freedom, that that same like peacemaking, that same wholeness. All right. Everyone is deserving of that. So the reason that we really want to do this is because every opportunity we have to grow and move forward from then on every place from where we make a decision it's coming from a certain container in our life it's coming from a certain space and the quality of those spaces will determine the decisions that we make and how well our actions stick and ultimately it will determine how good we grow and maintain, you know, the sense of choosing ourselves rather than abandoning ourselves, standing firm in what we believe rather than letting it slide so that we can assimilate into a group, you know, and stay under the radar. So the whole point of this quest is to change the quality of these containers within which we, you know, make our decisions and, and hold our own personal freedom, essentially live from our truest self. Because those, those, are, those are us at the core. And nobody else has access to those spaces but us. They can certainly influence them from the outside, whether personal, interpersonal, you know, or even as big as a systemic influence. But how we respond to those things and how we work through those things are ultimately what, what determine our, our interaction at the surface level. So deep down is where a lot of the work has to be done deep down is where we have to take stock of what is strengthened and what needs work and where we're having like you know hang-ups and where we're repeating unhealthy patterns or where we are letting people who are not good for us continue to come in you know and breach our boundaries and cause us to have the temptation to be um, in a place of self-abandonment okay like these are tedious things but knowing that you are in charge of that space better positions you as a guard of your own soul and your spirit and your wellness rather than just some innocent bystander okay so again we want to we have to understand that like we are in spaces where we think we're free but it's only because we've left parts of us outside so we have to go back and get all of that And we have to create containers that hold our wholeness. And we have to diligently, like vehemently gatekeep what influence is allowed to come and go. Understanding that until the systems are are properly dismantled, there's going to be things that happen outside of our control. But we can and should, we deserve to rebuild those safe spaces inside. So... I do not have all of the answers for any of this, but I do have a few key things that reclaiming your life can include. Um, Some key moves that you can make. And this is what we'll go over three weeks during. um, We'll go over this over uh, three different weeks, like during the Find Your Flow 12-week journey. We'll touch on it at three different moons and... The first time that we will embrace what it is to reclaim our life, we're going to start by just seizing an opportunity, seizing a moment, and choosing to do something solely based on how it feels at the gut, at at the core gut level. Because for so long, we've chosen based on what other people think we should do, what society thinks we should do, what society has said we're allowed to do. So it can be as great as sending in a book proposal, and it can be as small as taking a nap when you're normally supposed to be on a meeting for work. And it it can be resting in the presence of a people that are blatantly oppressing you and countering their hate with your joy. It can be as beautiful as, you know, just standing in all of your glory in a place that you know does not receive you and just bringing tension with you and forcing people to see your wholeness and your humanness um it can be as subtle you know as just making comments that you normally wouldn't make and maybe no one else knows but you do and deep inside there is a freaking arena full of cheer happening And it can be as bold as a Facebook post or does people still use Facebook? I'm sorry. It's just basically that's my word for social media, but it can be as bold as a post just claiming your position on something that you have been afraid to take a stance on. And I'm giving these very um, random uh, suggestions just to say there is there are so many ways that you can begin to reclaim your life and I am not even going to say, you know, the the right way to do it. It's just everyone has a different thing inside that needs to be healed, and only you can know the medicine for that first move, okay? Only you can know that first step you're going to have to take to get your your momentum going. Because number 2, is about processing the blocks. And number two, as in like the second time we revisit this, okay, we're gonna make another move and we are going to be aware that there are going to be blocks when you do this. This doesn't, this isn't a one size fits all. So however you choose to show up, there's going to be a backlash of some kind. That is what happens when you become brave and you stand firm, period. People are gonna be pissed. Systems are gonna be a little bit shaken, Rules are going to probably get broken. Good. That's what needs to happen because the alternative has always been and will still be that things work out if you shut off, cut off, turn off certain parts of yourself. Okay. So when you come in your fullness, there's going to be resistance. And we're going to talk about how we move through that, okay? We're, going to, we're not going to say, like, you did anything wrong. We're going to say, good. Like, how do we push through, like, another foot, okay? So processing the blocks. It, this is something that's going to happen every time. We're just going to wait for a full cycle before we really get into this. And the final step, like, the final time we're going to talk about this, it's going to be about enjoying this process, Like, literally, sitting in the joy of knowing that you have taken back your power and pissed off a lot of people, (laughs) and that you are meeting resistance and conquering resistance. The third time we go through what it is to reclaim your life, we are simply going to just talk about how we go back to jumping on our trampoline after we have literally, you know, started a bunch of chaos by simply being our whole entire self in a moment where we usually dimmed our light. And this is the part that I am most excited to talk about. This will be our final week, okay? So we will hit this in late September. And guys, it it thrills me to know that this is a conversation I could have um, in a group on the heels of 11 other weeks of in-depth work. And so, it does not sit lightly with me, all right, that, that this is a possibility right now, that I could watch a group of women, not once, not twice, but three times, make a scary ass move and come back and just know the the carnage that they left in their wake. But they are so elated because they showed up for their 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 own self and they held all of their power in the process and they have no apologies, no regrets, no remorse, none. So... This this is the hope. Because reclaiming your life is about taking back your power. It's about seeing the entirety of you and embracing it all. Because you truly are your own. And when you step back into this role of keeping your own self, shit gets real fast. You notice what needs support. You release what holds you back. You choose what helps you evolve. And you make peace with what you don't know. And this scares the shit out of people because they no longer can affect your presence. When you've danced with your own demons, no one ever again can hold anything over you. It is liberation. So... This is the quest that, I mean, I don't think any of them will ever end, but this is the quest that will really become like the forever and ever thing. Because when you remember your magic, when you come back to that that secret safe space deep down where your inner child is in charge and everything glows and it's, it's just amazing, you are once again, you know, like you're transported back to this place, but it's it's very hard to forget once you go back, okay? So you're you're in it again and it kind of sticks. Even alchemizing the mess, that's going to be a constant thing. But a lot of your big issues, a lot of those big obstacles, okay, that block your flow, eventually you're going to kind of face them all. And there might be like minor maintenance work that you have to do, but you're going to cast big spells on those things. You are going to literally break them down to gravel and sweep them out of the way. Okay. And then designing a new vision. Once you actually see what you want, you're kind of setting your frequency going forward. And while you may tweak it, you know, with different new moons, and while you may change it up here and there when you have new ideas and you just kind of want to edit the dream board, you know, essentially the heavy lifting is done. You know who you want to be. Your higher self has connected. Your future self is in sight. You are literally reaching across timelines and shaking hands with your own self. And, and once that happens, you know, you're just kind of in this, this constant momentum. It, it's kind of happened. But the daily reclamation of yourself is where the work, I think, and in my experience, continues. Daily reclamation I mean, it could be by the hour, even depending on where you are, but I feel it's always going to be there because you're going to come back to parts of yourself through friends, through, you know, like, Memories that pop up on social media because nothing is forgotten anymore. You're going to come back to old parts of yourself and, 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 and systems that you thought you were done with and memories and patterns that you thought were completely out of the picture because those things are so deeply ingrained. It is very, very difficult to completely erase them. They may never become erased, some of them. And so navigating them is now the move. That is the constant current beneath every move you make. And the reason this quest had to be the final one is because it, it really is the, the constant work. I, I remember when I first built out Find Your Flow, I had this as the first thing. I had this as my main move. Like, I'm taking back my life. And then I realized that included a lot of fucking work. And so I moved it to the end because... I could better stake the ground after having done those three quests before. I could literally wipe the blood, sweat, and tears off of my face, okay, and say without a doubt, I am officially in reclamation mode. It has, it has really happened this time because even though I said it at the beginning, I had to do it all over again after I got done facing my past, working out a bunch of shit, and deciding I wanted better. So I said, yes, I'm reclaiming my life, but it really, that reclamation did not happen until I was so beaten and broken down from just the realness of the situation I was in. Taking stock of your present moment, it can be hella scary. Depending on where you've been and what's happened, it can be downright like terrifying. But like I said, You face all those demons and nothing can touch you ever again. You become one with your entire self. No one can shame you. All right? You you make peace with the unknown. (laughs) No stories out there can ever shake you. You are at wholeness when you have looked behind you and not just waved it away, but you have, you've hands to the back with it and we're all going forward together, okay? Because it is all of you. Everything you've been through is all of you. And everything you're going to go through is going to bring all of this with you. The talks that we have with ourselves about cutting off parts of ourselves and leaving things in the past. I mean, how long before where we are right now is the past. The, the right now that we think is better, how long before this is the past we're trying to forget? How much of our life do we have to cut off in order to feel whole? Do you see the, the, just the pure, um, like the, the lunacy in that? We have to take all of us with us. We have to. Our power does not work without all of it. Our power is fueled by the things that we wish we could get rid of. That is the secret. That's what people don't want us to know. People of a certain power, of a certain influence. The things that have been done to us, the mistakes that we have made, the chances that we have given up on or missed or, or just shot, you know, that's what fuels us to keep going. Cutting those off to avoid shame. At least that's what we think it's going to do. It's really just weakening us by the minute. Because there is no shame when we hold it all together and we see that it makes up a very, very powerful being. A very powerful woman. So wherever you are on your journey, okay? I'm like leaning in super close to the phone now. Because if you were right in front of me, like, (sighs) I would hold your face and... I'm starting to cry, so maybe you could be crying too. I don't know. <laughs> um, this was not planned. I didn't even have any notes after this. Like I would hold you in your face, like by your face, in your cheeks, you know, you're under your chin, and I would tell you that it's all a fucking lie. Everything anyone ever told you about where you've been, what you've done, what's happened to you. It's all a lie that You're broken now. It's a lie that you're spoiled. It's a lie that you don't deserve to go forward. It's a lie, okay, that unless you adhere to a certain way of doing things now, you're going to fail. It's all a lie. Taking back your power means you get to walk in your truth. Taking back your power Means those stories and those accusations, they have no like weight anymore. They fly by you and they feel like feathers in the wind. It's just you are at peace because you've like gone into the scariest parts of yourself and you have sat with it all. And no one can use it against you ever again, not even yourself. I want that for you. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I have wanted for myself in all of this. And I want it for you too. I want it for every woman I, I ever get the opportunity to work with. This is the most important thing that we can do for ourselves, okay, for our families for the families that we have created, if we have, okay? For our cultures, for our traditions, for our people. Because when we get clear inside about that, we will not even hesitate to go and try to take others with us. It's just what happens. It is natural. It it cannot be contained. When you finally feel that feeling of knowing that, the stuff you used to be told and the stories you were, you were brainwashed with and society standards this and the, the going trends that and the, the logic of that and the psychology of that, it's all bullshit at the end of the day. It's just someone else's opinion about who you are and what you deserve based on what kind of life you've lived. When the truth is every answer is inside of you, only you know exactly what you need to heal. No one else can tell you when you have reached the healing point in your life. And let me tell you, they sure are going to try because every time you take your power back, it does take something from them. Entire institutions will fall with every woman that takes back who she is. Every single institution built to keep us small and keep us quiet and keep us trying to be pretty and keep us mad at the other woman and keep us feeling like we got to compete you name it they all fucking crumble when we decide we're not playing that game anymore but it it starts inside we have to believe that we get to take back our power and then we've got to choose to do it okay and we've got to be aware of what tripped us up in the first place so that we don't fall into it again and we have got to sign up for the hard-ass work of doing that every fucking day going forward. That's my commitment to myself. And that's my commitment to every single woman who's going to go through this program at some point or another. I will not stop. <laughs> I will not even turn off the camera if we're in the middle of a Zoom if you need like 20 more minutes to break through that moment. like Because that is how important this stuff is. It's minute by minute. It's, it's moment by moment. And it builds, and you get more and more powerful as you go. So I won't quit if you don't quit, okay? If we all don't quit. And from the inside out, one audacious and powerful woman at a time, okay? Shit's gonna change. <sighs> all right. I would love to have you in the Find Your Flow. 12-week rhythm reclamation journey. I would love to have you, if you got to the end of these four episodes, what are you even doing? Schedule an alignment call with me so we can talk, okay? Email me if you have to. DM me on Instagram. Text me. I don't care. Just get to me so that I can tell you that I made this for you, all right? You are the clue to your own, like, confirmation that if you have made it this far this is yours this the space belongs to you so get to me and tell me what i need to do to help you okay i'm going to leave all of the information in the show notes and again i think i said this in the last one cuz i normally like i i often get nervous to do this for some reason but if you know of anybody who you think needs this kind of work and their life needs a community within which they can process this, please tell them, tell them to listen to these episodes, tell them to just go to the parts that like messed with you the most, you know, tell them that there is possibly a space where they can break through some shit. And let them know that they can reach out to me. You don't have to know me to, to reach out to me. I want to talk to anyone who feels that this resonates with them. So please pass it on. Share it. Let me know if you do so I can virtually hug and high five you. Um, thank you for listening through these last four weeks. And thank you for just giving me time um, in your ear space right now. I am a podcaster myself. In this Well, podcast binger, I mean. And... The ones I choose to listen to, I know it's because that day I needed a word and I had a feeling they would bring it. And then if I make it to the end, I'm like, holy shit, I'm so glad I did that. So the fact that you're here means a great deal to me. So thanks again for the time and for your intention and for you just trusting me with some of your, um, your brain space today. I hope that wherever you are, you are doing well. And I look forward to seeing you as soon as Find Your Flow opens and, um, Like I said, let me know if I can help you in any way. If you need to talk it out, whatever, I'm here. I'll talk to you all real soon. Take care. The Find Your Flow podcast is a product of The Flow Suite, a rhythm coaching brand created by Kristen Cho. If today's episode stirred your soul in any way, feel free to leave a rating, a review, and share this with someone you think could use it too. You could also head over to my website, theflowsuite.space, and complete my free rhythm audit, where in about the span of the average lunch break, I can help you stop working against your flow. It'll also add you to my newsletter, The Loft, which is basically my virtual happy place. It's been a gift to spend today with you guys. Take care.